Welcome to Beyond the Barns podcast with Walworth County Fairgrounds. Find out what happens behind the scenes, the challenges, and the work it takes to make 99 acres of fun for Walworth County and beyond. A very special guest with us this morning. Jimmy J. Well, great. This is like home to me. I've been coming here since 1985. Well, let's talk about, let's, let me explain who Jimmy J is. Yes, let's do. So Jimmy J, it's Jim Blau is your real name. Go by Jimmy J. And Jimmy J uh, has helped the Walworth County Fair, many, many fairs and festivals book major entertainers for a long, long time. And uh, been here. What was your first year working for the Walworth County Fair? 1985. They had a great lineup that year. They had Charlie Daniels Band, John Snyder, and also had Reba McIntyre. Those acts today... We couldn't afford, no. you know. Reba McIntyre's got to be a million bucks or uh, more. She's got her own TV show oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, she does. Yep. Yeah, so Jimmy J, um, you might see him floating around in a Green Bay Packer golf cart once in a while at the fair. And fine-looking gentleman, but he's uh, backstage most of the time. And he's uh, helping the artists get everything that they need, making sure that... Uh, you know, there's a lot of things in contracts that maybe the public might not know about when you bring an entertainer. Let's talk about that. Yes. Uh, it's not unusual to have an artist, uh, first of all, their demands for production. Uh, yep. We're very fortunate that Lighthouse out of Green Bay is a great company. Yeah. And when they talked to the production manager, a foreigner, he just said, everything's fine. There was no question that everything is great. And the production here is excellent. It sure is. We don't have to worry about a thing. Neil at Lighthouse is fantastic. And you brought him here. Yes, I sure did. Yeah, And we tried a couple other production companies over the years. Yeah, I remember the one of them went to you and said I was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, we fired that guy. <laughs> Jimmy J is, uh, uh, you're welcome here. For as long as you live, my friend, you do such a fine job. And the artists, I'll tell you something kind of different. Uh, I've, I've done concerts and concert promotion before I came here seven years ago. And I've booked my own acts. I've done all kinds of stuff. i worked with agencies and all of that. I've never seen a contract to an artist where they didn't require a deposit. When they see Jimmy J's name on there, it just says fair check. They'll take it when they get there. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of that. There's very mm -hmm. few people that uh, don't have to put deposits up. And, and I guess my longevity uh, has paid off. Uh, over these years I've been doing it, I've had one bad check. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, and we made it good, but it, at the night... And it wasn't show. your check, it no, was, it right, was from, exactly. a, from a venue, right? right. So, this is a lot about your character yeah. as well. Well, that's one thing about our... Our procedure, uh, we we recommend artists to the buyer, and the contract when they come down is made out directly to the fair. Right. Or to, there's the, we're our, not in the middle. We're not in the middle, yeah. and, and uh, you know how much our fee is because we have a set fee per day and so forth, and uh, it makes it real clean. Yeah. It really does. Uh, I, I've never experienced a level of sort of integrity and professionalism working with a management company or a, a, a production company or, or promotion company as I have with you, Jimmy J. I can tell you that. Well, thank you, Larry. Yeah. And I think that is a pretty widely known thing in the music industry with you. I know it is. Every time you mention Jimmy J's name, it's, uh, oh, we're good. 
Absolutely. They're starting to call me a living legend. (laughs) (laughs) A living legend now. How did you get started in this business? Well, I was a JC in Beloit, and uh, my real name is Jim Blau, and I had a paint store and a contracting business in Beloit. And my wife and I, Joanne, was from Beloit. Uh, We got involved with the JCs and the JSETs, and they were wanting to raise money to build a boys' club. And I went to a concert down in Rockford at the Coronado Theater, and I seen it was packed with people, and my mind got working, hey, we got to do this. So we started promoting with the JCs and raising money in one thing led to another, and uh, actually, Sonny James offered me a, a job first, and a few days later, Conway Twitty offered me for a job, and it was kind of difficult when I had about 10 people working for me and to, to pull up everything and move my family to Tennessee, but uh, yeah. it's been great. Yeah, and you, so, yeah, that's the interesting point you bring up. You're, you're from Beloit, Wisconsin. You're from the area. Oh, no, let's get that correct. Oh, I'm no. from Avalon. Oh, from Avalon. Okay. The big city. My, big city. My father was a railroad man, and that's, we lived by the tracks there. I'll be darned. Mm. So Wisconsinite, and, and now, but you live in Nashville now. Uh, Hendersonville, which is a suburb bedroom community. Yeah. Uh, when we moved there, it was like 12,000 people, and now it's 70,000. Oh, oh, boy, you've yeah. seen some changes. Yeah. For sure. But you, area. you spend, how many, how many shows do you think you produce a year? I really never even thought about it. It just uh, all the time. I know that. I know that that mo- that uh, motorhome years or trailer or whatever gets a lot of miles put on it. That's for yeah, sure. We leave in June and get home. This is my last fare, and uh, we get home. And uh, uh, yes, it's been re- very rewarding, and and a lot of my clients have been with me, like you people, since yeah. 1985. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, and and. I, I started getting interested in the concert business when I was in the JCs in South Dakota. Oh, but darn. And we had a flood up there uh, back in, what was it, 94, something like that. And uh, the radio station that I, I was work, working advertising for a car dealership up there, and a radio station called and said, hey, uh, I've got a concert at a stock car track that's, and the infield's flooded, but I got the artist spot and the production company and stuff. Do you guys want to buy the show? And so I talked to JC's and I said, let's find a spot and buy the show. And it was a band. I think it was, I can't remember the name of the band. It was a country band. And uh, we said, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And in, in like a day, we built a makeshift concert venue in the parking lot of a stock car track. We had to build a gravel road that was about a tenth of a mile long to get the stage up there. <laughs> but we pulled it off and, and we raised money for flood victims and it went to the Red Cross. But, so, yeah. yes, but we have something in common, yeah, right? Yeah. They didn't call them J-sets. They didn't call the females J-sets back when I was in there. Oh, they did. They did back then, yeah. Hmm. I'll be darned. And and, uh, the women had their own organization. Mm -hmm. They weren't a J-C. They were a J-set. I'll be darned. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Do you? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. J-C's a great organization. Oh, for sure. They put on a nice festival in Lake Geneva. The Lake Geneva JCs do. Mm -hmm. They do that Venetian Venetian fest. Yes, that's coming up actually. Actually, it was just uh, last weekend. It was last weekend. Sorry. Yes. We were a little busy setting up for the fair. We kind of missed it, but (laughs) I know it goes good. Yep, it does. It went well. So, Jimmy J, let's talk about some artists and stories and stuff like that. I know a lot of people like to hear that, and you've told some, you know, great stories about artists and experiences you've had around here, and. 
worked with, I'm, I'm guessing Willie Nelson. Yeah. Like how many times, right? Well, it started out, how I got working some with Willie Nelson is Willie uh, did a show for the president of the United States at that time, Carter. Okay. And uh, Willie's people called me to do the staging and production for it. And it was really great. Uh, president Carter actually walked backstage and just looking around and just like an ordinary guy. Yeah. Mm. But that's that was how I got started doing some of the Willie things. Yeah, yeah. I think the the last venue uh, Melody and I managed uh, National Cattle Congress in Waterloo. That that arena had had Willie Nelson seventeen times. In oh my that arena, yeah, yeah. But you you know you brought some artists here that have, you know maybe at the beginning of their career and have turned into like big time name art artists. And I'm, I, I get reminded all the time. I saw Keith Urban at the Waller yes, County yeah. Fair. You know, yeah, Keith is a good example. Yeah, he came riding in on a motorcycle. I heard. Uh, well, he had a motorcycle and a little trailer behind his bus, and it was funny. His motorcycle had fallen on its side, and Keith is not a big man. No. And he came to me and said, I, would you help me get my motorcycle straight? Really? And, <laughs> Quite and he rode all around the country. He wanted to see, you know, huh. farmland and so forth. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Keith, Keith was just starting out when we wow. met him. Nice guy. Yeah, he's still a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Huh, sounds very down to earth. Have you worked with Dolly Parton? I honestly, I haven't. I th for some reason, I was thinking that you did. So uh, back years ago, uh, Dolly and Conway were on some dates together, and Dolly hung out with us. She didn't have a band yet. She was just just left Porter Wagner. Okay, and uh, so we got to know her, but actually, pr the promoter, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. I know that I, I remember uh, when we were speaking uh, last year when you were here a, a little bit about Dolly Parton. So I couldn't remember if you, you know, uh, rep repped her or not, but um, she's, she was she's, married to, she was married to a uh, building contractor. Okay. All right. Um, so you did, you've done quite a bit of work with Alabama. We still are doing Alabama. Um, artists have what they call tour managers and the tour manager uh, does all the logistics of travel, what time they leave, airplane tickets, uh, catering. They just do everything for the artist. And uh, we're, we, our company and my oldest son, we do all the Alabama dates for the last couple of years, and we're still doing them. They're, they're alive and kicking, and they bring a big audience. Yeah. For how long? They've been in the music business since the 80s, right? 50 years they celebrated, but wow. that includes when they were a bar band in uh, Myrtle Beach. Hey, that counts. It yeah. sure does. <laughs> that counts. That's what got you there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we started doing more Christian acts around at, at the Walworth County Fair. We weren't able to get one this year. Um, not for lack of trying. You were, you were talking about how many offers we put out this year, and uh, we just couldn't get anybody that... Was we could get Christian acts, but they maybe weren't big enough to fill a grandstand, and I think that's kind of important that we put on a, a good show. So we mm -hmm. didn't do it, but we've got this year Josh Turner and Phil Vassar are coming, and I know I know Josh does some gospel here and there. Yes, too, he does. So, but we get the Christian acts thing. We get requests for that all the time. It's and growing. Blind, it's, it really is. It's really growing. Last year, King and Country we had here, and I think that was the fastest selling ticket show that I'd seen since I've been here. And man, did they put on a show? They sure did. 
Yeah. They brought it. And Newsboys, we, you brought Newsboys here yes. a couple of years ago, got rained out in 2018, and they honored the contract and came back in 2019 and packed the house. It was great. Another bunch of really great guys. Um, we, we had a real stigma about fairs amongst the artists. Uh, it took a long time to break that stigma because historically, fairs were known not to have proper production, mm-hmm. not, not having proper staging. They just, the rock, rock people especially, wouldn't play a fair. Yeah. And we broke that stigma, and, and you're a big part of it, Larry. Well, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It, it, the thing is, you know, fairs typically um, just do a fair on their property during the year. That's about it. So they, they're in the business for one week out of the year. And uh, having somebody that you can have confidence in to bring good production and staging in, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a must. It's a must. And it's not cheap. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say that for anybody that wants to put on a concert and bring out a stage and a roof and lights and sound and all of that, by the time you pay for that, just, just to have it ready for the artist. And then ticket takers, ticket sellers, security people, catering. Dressing room stage hands, stage hands. Yeah, we've got 12 stage hands coming for this week. Before you put an artist on a stage, you're going to have forty, fifty thousand dollars invested in that, plus the artist fees. And they've skyrocketed the last couple of years. You know, I thought with the epidemic and not working, and they would consider maybe less fee because of. The clients, all of our clients were hurting, yes, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, but it was the opposite. They said they had to make up for lost time yeah. and these artists raised their prices, which I, I, I didn't understand. Yeah. Hopefully a lot of these venues got some relief, uh, from the government, from the SBA, but, uh, so that they're not hurting. We did. I was grateful for that. But you know, the, back to the, the production security ticket, ticket takers, ticket sellers, uh, you know, catering, all of that, plus the marketing of it, you know, it's not cheap to advertise a, a concert. You, um, if you, you know, I would say a typical radio station buy to promote a concert in the Milwaukee markets about $10,000 just to get the word out. That doesn't include social media marketing and mm-hmm. advertising too. So <clears throat> it's no easy task. And I would say like, let's, let, let's not name names, Jimmy J, but Let's take an artist that in 1985 was $25,000, okay? And if they're still current today and filling packing houses, how much are they today? At a minimum, $150,000. Isn't that something? So, you know, people ask all the time, you know, why aren't the concerts free? They used Mm -hmm. to be free to attend the concerts at the fair. And that's the reason. I mean, an artist went from $25,000 to $150,000 now. And it's the only way that we can bring high-quality entertainment is to ask people to, to buy a ticket. To Absolutely. It. Then you add everything else that you were talking about, you know, yeah. the production, stagehands. You're into $200,000 invested in it. But the artist's expenses are really rose, too. Oh, yeah. They, uh, it's not unusual now. Uh, I had Blake Shelton earlier this year. He had uh, five buses and six semis. And he flew in on a private plane because he's still tied up with the television show. Yeah. And I think his his crew on the road was over 40 people. I believe it. Wow. You know, and some of these artists, too, they have an advanced crew 
that sets up production, like they might be setting up three shows in a row at, at the same time. So, you know, their backdrops and their, their backline and they're just getting the venue ready for their show. They're working three, four shows ahead. So they don't have just one crew. They got three crews. I, I did a tour. Uh, Garth Brooks was the opening act and, and it was, uh, uh, mother and daughter, uh, boy, my mind went blank. Uh, Oh, um, uh, the Judds? Judds. Judds were the big at that time, and they were the headliner. And out on the West Coast, I had two stages out there, and we leapfrog. We were always yeah. a day ahead putting up the stage. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was really gratifying. And, and Garth Brooks was, a, I called him a monkey. He loved to come out and climb. I oh, mean, really? he climbed and... And he hung out with us, and he was just—and he's still a, that Normal type of guy, guy wow. you know. Normal guy. I I heard Great stories. Choice. Rock County uh, hired. Was it Rock County hired Garth Brooks, or no? Who was that? They might have. And and he got big right at that same time, and I don't remember they had to. I, I could be wrong, but they had to move the show to another venue, if I remember right. Oh, really? I know that happened at Cattle Congress too. They hired Garth Brooks. And they ended up moving it to the Dome after because by oh, the time sure. his act came up. He was too big to play in mm-hmm. an 8,500-seat arena. They had to put him in a 20,000-seat arena. Well, I, I, and, uh, I booked an act that exploded like that, and I, uh, Randy Travis. Oh. And, and uh, Randy's fee at the time we booked him, I think, was $7,500, $10,000. Oh, wow. He honored every contract. Did yeah. he really? You that's know, that's, amazing. that's- the, the music business is a very honorable business when you think of it. I mean, I, I've experienced that, too, because— you and I in Iowa, that venue, we hired Florida Georgia Line, mm-hmm. we, and we paid them thirty five hundred bucks. It was a free Fourth of July show. Isn't that crazy? And it was right after show. that, yes, yeah. that they they were really just getting exploded. in the top four. Are you aware they've disbanded? Yes, oh, it, didn't, it wasn't. They're totally disbanded. Mm-hmm. There's no more Florida Georgia Line. Like, no yeah, idea. they split. Yeah, huh. I, I guess it was internal that couldn't get along. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. I, uh, let me tell you a little story on oh, how our, uh, uh, there, there'd be two headliners in the artist and they didn't talk to each other, uh, had them down in Houston, Texas, and they both chartered a plane. So they had two planes and they wouldn't even ride in the same plane together oh, oh my goodness but i didn't i didn't want to say who it is yeah i was gonna say i'm not pressing you for who that is but yeah because you got to continue to work with these <laughs> folks we love them all right yeah. yeah yeah so um now have you let's let's talk about some of the other people that you've worked with um historically you've got I think you've got a list of the artists that have been here at the fair. Oh, but yeah, well, I my office it always puts a itinerary in there of, of of everybody that we've had at a fair, and it's kind of interesting to sit down and look at the talent you've had since 1985. You know, John Snyder was big at that time with uh, Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, Reba was just getting going then, and. Uh, one of my favorite bands that was here many times, the Denny Gritty Dirt Band. Oh, yeah. We had Johnny Cash in 1986. Hey, let's talk about Johnny oh, Cash. Oh, nice. Did you, you, obviously, you've met him or spent some time with him. What was your impression of Johnny Cash? A very, very humble, really nice guy. Um, Johnny had a monkey on his back. Yep. And 
uh, he never did get totally clean. Yeah. But he did so much for young people. Yeah. Young people, he like he'd go to the high school and talk to the kids about uh, drugs and stuff, and mm. and here he is, you know, He's still addicted. Yeah. yeah, and he and uh, he did a lot of it in our. In fact, Johnny's office is on the same road my office, or his home is on the same office, which burned down. Oh, okay. The Bee Gees bought Johnny's house. Oh. And they were totally re- redoing the house, and they claim it either a light switch or somebody lit a cigarette, and they were spraying hot lacquer on oh, all the wood, yeah. oh, and it burnt to the ground in just minutes. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Yeah. Devastating. But, that- but John, like one time, uh, my secretary called and said, uh, Johnny's on the phone. He wants to talk to you. And I thought, well, somebody's playing a joke on me. But he was, he said, Jimmy, I'm in jail. I said, really? What, Johnny, what'd you do? I don't know, but come down here and and bail me out. Well, he was doing something for the Lions Club, and they actually had a jail cell. And you, you had to, he was raising money. He called, yes. all, he called everybody in the industry. And, t- and most people at first kind of believed that yeah, he might be not? in jail, you know. Why not? Oh, it was a stint for uh, raising money. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I bet he raised that's a true. lot of money. I bet he did, too. It's yeah. like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> who, who else is on that list there that's? Statler Brothers, they've been here quite a few times. Yep. Uh, Painting flowers on the wall. Yeah, Lee Greenwood. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm. Roger Whitaker. Roger Whitaker. That was one of your Fairboard members at the time, which is Skip Katzman. He was a big fan of Roger Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, he was right. He put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we, and, uh, we had the Oak Ridge Boys, Vince Gill. Oh, when yeah. Vin, who was Vince John. Gill's touring with the Eagles now, isn't he? Yeah, he took place of the one that passed away. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. You know, it's Vince is a great singer, but even better, a uh, guitar player. Guitar, ukulele, anything, right? I mean, yeah. he's, he's super talented. He's married to uh, a Christian act, Christian singer. Um, Ch- uh, Chap- Chapman is? Oh, jeez. Oh. I can't remember. We'll go back to it. So, uh, who else? I wanted to ask you, too, have you... Have you interacted with, did you interact with George Jones? I, I, after Conway passed away, uh, George, Conway and George Jones and Merle Haggard were touring together in, uh, the, we called it the Legends. No kidding. And, and uh, when Conway passed away, George and his wife came out to my office and said, uh, we'd like you to represent us. And so I became George's agent in, uh, I traveled with George quite a bit and uh, went through some bad days. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but that's the rock granite surface that country music is, some, a lot of country music is built upon. If you ask any entertainer or artist in, who was the greatest country singer, and George would probably be up there. Oh, yeah, he sure. certainly would. We, we had him, uh, uh, we hired him years back. And I, I remember I was floored by it. We had, Melody, we had your grandma and your mom, and I think your mom. My, my mom was there yes. and all of that. Anyway, yeah. we rented this big limo and um, got in front, front row tickets to go see George Jones. And anyway, at that time, George was kind of had a reputation for maybe not showing up for some reason to a show. And I think his nickname was 
No Show George or something like that, wasn't or it? Or the possum. The possum. That was yes, it. Yes, yeah. So the announcer comes out on stage and uh, he said, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement. And everybody was like, Everybody oh, was just like, oh, you could just hear everybody. He goes, George Jones is here. <laughs> and the whole place lit up. They did that almost every did show. They, yeah. Yeah. It was a great concert. He put on a really good concert. He really did. He didn't he wouldn't do meet and greets though, because I was told he had a, a something torn in his voice box or something like mm-hmm. that where he was afraid to get a cough or a cold. That was the excuse that they told us. He just didn't want to do he it. Didn't, he, he didn't want to do it. Yeah, who was the artist you were telling me said they've met everybody they want to meet? Don Williams. Don Williams. Don Williams. <laughs> uh, Don, tell that story. I had Don Williams at a casino, and it was a Native American casino. And they one of the pl- employees there came to me and said, uh, our tribal chairman, I called him chief, but he wants to meet Don. So I said, well, you know, it's in his contract. Absolutely no meet and greets. So Don's in my production office smoking a cigarette. He Legs had a cigarette. Crossed, I'm sure. And uh, I said, Don, I got I know it's in your contract, but the the chief here would like to meet you just just him. Mm-hmm. And he thought for a long time, and he looked at me and he says, You know, Jim, I believe I've met enough strangers. I I don't need to meet anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I met everybody. And I he never did, huh? No. Nope. I met everybody I want to meet. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes well, you, you feel of, that way, you know. Absolutely. If you think about that, you know, yeah. and uh, their life, yeah. you meet a lot of people. Yeah. No kidding. Merle Haggard. What was he? What was he like? He was kind of an introvert. Was he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we did, you know, a couple years George and Merle and Conway together. So every weekend we'd see him. And he never would come off his bus until it was almost time mm-hmm. to go on. And and he was friendly, but he didn't mix with the rest of them. I think people would be surprised to hear that, that artists that get up on a stage in front of thousands of people on a regular basis are are actually a little shy, some of them, you know, or introverted, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's got to be, takes some, I don't know, maybe they feel comfortable when they're on stage and playing music and all of that. As and they opposed know they're to one-on-one. On one. They feel confident about themselves in that environment, but outside of that environment, you know, maybe they're not. Or maybe, they're just, like that. or maybe they just don't like people that much. It's true. I don't know. Sometimes I don't like people very much. But And then on the other hand, uh, Conway and Loretta, when they toured after the show, they get it, brought a chair out on the front of the stage and they'd sit there and sign autographs till the last person left. It's wow. not unusual. They were there over an hour just signing autographs for the people. Wow. Wow. Loretta that Lynn. That says a lot about so them. You knew Loretta Lynn? Or I was her you? agent for 25 Isn't years. That something? What a history. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And Loretta you know, lives on a ranch yet. It, it's uh, down in uh, south, south of Nashville, about 60 miles. And Loretta health-wise is having great she, problems now in uh, how old is she now you think would you guess 87 87 mm. but just a down-to-earth great gal yeah what and what a hard upcoming she had yeah she uh i don't know how many kids she had before she was 18 you know oh wow but wow. but she just real shortly when i had loretta and conway in madison and my wife was still living in Beloit, but I was in Nashville. But Joanne was packing, getting ready to move down. And I told Loretta, well, I'm not going to ride the bus tonight. I'm going to go to Beloit and uh, 
help my wife pack and that. She said, where are we tomorrow? I said, well, you're, we don't have a date tomorrow. That's why I'm doing it. And she said, well, uh, talk to Doolittle. That's what she called her husband, Doolittle. She said, I'm going to talk to Doolittle. I can come and help Joanne pack. No way. Oh, my god! You know, that's the kind wow. of gal she was. Wow. Wow. That's what like a, down to earth. Part, right, yeah. exactly. I mean, I would, the first lady of country music, right? Yeah, I, I, I think she'd mm-hmm. have to be the first. Yeah. Well, is that, yeah. So anyway, Loretta How Lynn. kind. I, I remember, still remember Coal Miner's Daughter, that movie about her coming up. And, I mean, what a tough, tough life she had coming up, you know? And, and then, uh, her, she, her husband, Mooney, I called him Mooney, uh, he had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. And he ended up with uh, cirrhosis and, and passed away. But uh, he was a smart man. He only went through seventh grade. But really? he was smart. Down to earth. He, in the meetings with all these big record people and all that, he had more common sense than the rest, the whole room, mm-hmm. you know, and he could make a deal, but it was on his terms. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Jimmy J, I tell you, I think we could go on and on and on for hours about your history and who you've worked with and all that. Do you have any, any, anything you want to add as far as working with the artists and stuff? Cause we've got a couple questions for you. Okay. There are going to be some real hardball questions right now. Oh, they sure are. Are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. When you're visiting the Walworth County fair, what is your favorite food? Whether it's on a stick or yep. what do you have to have at the Walworth well, County fair? My favorite food is in Elkhorn. Yeah. And I think they have a trailer here too. No doubt, Sperino's Pizza is my favorite. <laughs> All <one>. right. <laughs> now, they're not at the fair, so now you got to pick one that's at the fair. Yeah. Like, or, or just go to any fair. What do you, what do you kind of yes, gravitate exactly. towards? Well, in Wisconsin, it's cream puffs. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. big time. you got to have a cream puff you when you go you to the fair. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jimmy J., thank you very much for your time. I know it's valuable, and, and even though you're here, you're working on shows and other places. You just came back from... Uh, Marshfield had a couple we, shows, right? We had three shows in Marshfield and had very good attendance until yesterday. Uh, they had a monsoon. It rained there really oh, heavy all day. Oh. You know, we know what them are like, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. We do. 2018, we had to cancel Newsboys. I remember that. It's a hard process with canceling a show because everybody's let down. I think the Minnesota State Fair had to cancel their grandstand uh Yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I feel, feel yeah. terrible for him. You know. We had earlier this year, we had, uh, uh, we were doing Fond du Lac in Waukesha and that storm came through and, and, uh, Jimmy Buffett was right. Oh yeah. Right yeah. here. Yeah. They, and we had orders to, to evacuate. Oh. I mean, both fairs evacuated and I understand they had to evacuate Jimmy Buffett's show too. Yeah, they did. I remember mm-hmm. talking to you that weekend. So no, you, this is—is is this your last show? You said that, right? This is well, your my last, last show fair of the season, mm-hmm. last yeah. fair, and then you're on to festivals and things. But now we do my my crew. I've got uh, in the fall. They we have a Mississippi State Fair. Okay. By the way, they are in water now. Yeah, they are. Oh there, boy. Yeah, there's mayors telling people to leave the town. Oh, at Pearl River, when that floods, it it is terrible. Mm. At the Coliseum is not far from the river. 
in a few years ago, the flood came in and they put a mark on the wall. How that mark was like eight foot wow. deep water in the building. Wow. But goodness. we have Mississippi State Fair and we have the Georgia National Fair. Uh, we still have South Carolina State Fair. There's a lot of uh, big fairs in October. Yeah. So like you're here, you're here in Elkhorn working on, you know, obviously working with Walworth County Fairgrounds, but you're working on shows months and months and months oh, out yeah. from now. Yeah. You know, I've had always a saying to my employees, if you do your homework, the day of the show should be easy. That's right. That's right. It, it, that's the way it is here. Setting up the fair. If you've done your homework, you know, it takes, we, we started planning this fair in 2022 and 2020. Well, I want to compliment you, Larry, and your staff here. Uh, fairs were all struggling a few years ago, and the marketing was poor on all fairs. The old the old way of marketing was uh, posters and napkins in the restaurants and mm -hmm. billboards and that. This fair has turned around to being a great fair because mainly the marketing. Yeah. And I know you're responsible for the marketing. Well, you're right about one thing. We have a good team. And uh, Peggy and Claire and their staff, uh, I mean, I some of the most trustworthy, honest, do what they say they're going to do people I've ever worked with in my entire life. They're dedicated to this place, and and they're dedicated to this place because of what it does for kids, you know, ag education and providing opportunities for kids to grow, and that's why they love it. I've always, uh, the last probably 20 years, I've bought a hog and a, and a steer because of the kids there, but also because they're great, great eating. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. All right, that's a good note, Dave. Go to the meat animal sale, that's people. Right. It's a good note to end on, Jimmy J. Thanks for coming in, taking some time, and I'm sure we'll see you real soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Barns podcast with the Walworth County Fairgrounds. Until next time. Have a grand champion day.